Blog Talk Radio. I can hardly believe it, gosh darn. It's that time again. This is Andy Kimball, and it's the Coast to Coast Live show from our Los Angeles Coast to Coast studios. My co-host, Amanda Love, is on holiday, as they say in the U.K. this week. It's her birthday today, and uh, all the best birthday wishes in the world go out to Amanda Love. If she's tuned in and listening to the station, if it were me, I'd probably be doing something else down there, relaxing, hanging out, having a good time there, and not paying attention to the news. Uh, if I were Amanda, but happy birthday, Amanda, if you are listening to the show, and I hear Cornell is on the line here in uh, 3,000 miles away from our Los Angeles studios. How are we doing, Cornell? Hey, how you doing, Andy? How's everything? Doing right. Everything is good. Still kind of getting over the debacle of a debate that was exhibited last night oh, on, the international, yeah. on the international stage. Yes, and yes. Before before you say that, talk about it. How was your weekend? Well, t- what's today? Oh. Today's a Wednesday. Yeah, I just want to see if you're thinking. I, I, I don't remember my weekend. I, I think yeah, we didn't have right. a show last night, so. <laughs> you, well, for you to ask me about my weekend, you must have had one hell of a weekend. <laughs> Corner bear. <laughs> yes, oh, yes. But anyway, uh, yesterday was uh, was a good day, and and uh, and until last night, I was expecting something a little bit. Uh, more presentable, a little bit more from the current president of the United States, and also in s- somewhat from from Joe Biden. But all things considered, yeah. I think, uh, and what what Joe had to to uh, come up against and what he was dealing with there across the stage, uh, I thought he did a very respectable job. I really did. I don't think you know, put yourself in his position when you get that bulldog yeah. across the stage. There, a bully who, you know, just was spewed one lie after another. And they're all fact checked. You know, we fact checked a lot of information here. We'll discuss it as the week can, can goes on. And um, yeah. but one one heck of a show. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing for America. It was embarrassing for our very democracy. In 40 years of debates, we've never ever witnessed a production like went on last night. It was just incredible. Never, never. We'll talk about that. Our number here is five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. A lot to talk about uh, on the show, and perhaps before we get into um, the debate. And we'll play some of the highlights uh, of what we what we have now, and we'll we'll go into that further uh, as the week continues here. Um, I guess we're not doing a show tomorrow, right? We're doing a show on Friday. So on Friday's show, yes. we'll have we'll, we'll have a fun. Let's just put it this way: we'll have a a fun time, an entertaining time with your yes. audio tracks from the debates, yeah. Uh, which we'll be putting together between now and Friday's show. And uh, yes, we take things very seriously, but. But not too seriously, you know what I mean? You know, we we we, we you know how we do it on the show. Of course, of course. We just go with so, the flow, but we stay facts. <laughs> we do, we do, we do. Again, we want to hear from you, folks. What, what was your opinion of the show last night? Of the uh, and I will call it. It was a show, I, I, almost like a movie. I wouldn't believe that was the actual presidential debate, but. It really was. Andy, I thought Unreal. it was a boxing match. <laughs> yeah. It was unbelievable. Really unbelievable. You know, um, we have some other things to talk about, and that's, um, you know, what what happened with the New York Times uh, tax report. You know, there's um, there's always a tweet that Donald Trump exudes. He spews. And um, with the New York Times reporting that President Trump paid just $750 in federal income taxes in 2016 and 17, and believe it or not, no federal income taxes whatsoever for the 10 of the previous 15 years prior to that. His old Hmm. statements are exposing some stunning hypocrisy, like this one from 2012 when Trump blasted the American people saying And I'll quote. I got to get this. I'm going to read this. I have a note on this. This is a quote from Trump. 
Half of Americans don't pay income tax despite tripling government debt. Mind you, the average tax filer pays $12,000 a year in the United States, considerably more than the president has later that year. Trump attacked President Obama, as he said, and I'll quote, Barack Obama, who wants to raise our taxes, only pays 20.5% on $790,000 a year salary. So is that that, like a do as I say, not as I do, I guess? That year, Obama paid more than $162,000 a year in federal taxes. And another attack that Trump made on Barack Obama, Trump said, and I'll quote, have we ever had a president of the United States before Barack Obama who earned over one-third of his income from foreign sources and paid taxes to another country? Mm. Yeah, really. The, the Times reporting is that uh, President Trump has received more money from foreign sources than previously ever known by anybody. He's also paid more, <clears throat> more taxes to more countries in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. And and yet he only paid seven hundred and fifty dollars in tax in this country. And I remember okay. at the time you remember this when Trump attacked uh, Jeff Bezos, who's obviously a billionaire, multiple times as he accused him of using business losses at the Washington Post as a big tax shelter to screw the American public. Essentially, according to the New York Times, Trump took huge deductions, including I think we mentioned this on Monday's show. Yeah. Seven, yeah, we did say we talked about this on Monday show. I'm sorry, but let's we'll go over it again. Uh, he he took deductions of seventy thousand dollars to take care of his hair for his show, The Apprentice. And he My also, thing is, Andy. Yeah. What kind of haircut did he get? Seventy thousand dollars a year. I mean, come on. You know, I wonder. You got to wonder. What, he just moved his hair to the side that cost you know, like ten thousand. I, I, I go, I go to, I don't know, but I go to, I go to the sports cuts, whatever it's called down there. Um, one of those, you know, I pay, I pay twenty bucks for a haircut. Can we talk? Oh, what? Right now, I haven't got it. I haven't. You know, if you look at my pictures, Cornell, that I send for our press and our pages and our Instagram, I don't know if you've yes. noticed. I think, I think actually you mentioned. As a matter of fact, one time I sent a picture to you and you couldn't, you yes. didn't want to use it. I remember that because my hair yeah, was. Yeah, I didn't want to use it because. Um, <laughs> My hair. I didn't want to use it because I thought it was somebody else texting me. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't spend seventy thousand dollars taking care of my hair. At my age, I'm I'm lucky I have this much hair. I have not had a haircut. I, I did a little bit of trim on the front just to keep it off my face. But aside from that, I haven't had a haircut. I think since January, February. So it's getting well, long in the back. I, I'm just having fun with it. I don't have any appointments. I'm on the radio. Nobody has to really see me. I'm not doing any music performances. So I'm having fun with, with the hair I have, which, definitely. you know, my well, age, <laughs> you know, can we talk? At least you right? have hair. At least yeah. you have hair. Okay. I use a Bic. I use a Bic and just get my bear shaked up. That's it. And that's that's only $5. <laughs> All right. All right. So $5. So what could Trump possibly have done? With seventy thousand dollars for his hair for a year, mm. and remember this: <laughs> we we talked about this on Monday as well because it was revealed that he wrote off hundreds of thousands of dollars that he paid to his daughter Ivanka as a consultant to the Trump organization. Okay, so so okay, let's let's look at this: hundreds of thousands of dollars that he paid to Ivanka as a consultant, even though at the same time she was employed, a salary employee of the Trump organization. Is that a conflict of interest? I don't know how you get paid as a consultant and paid salary, but that's not my, that's, that's what the IRS and the New York state to, that's not my concern. I, I, I don't know if that's, I don't know. It doesn't sound legitimate to me, but we'll let the powers that be, I guess, decide that, and, and the American yes. people deserve to know that, and I hope that we will. And then there's this Trump bragging that he will – well, I've got this quote here somewhere too. He, Yes, this is an easy one. Trump said he will pay more taxes in one year than you pay in your entire life. Again, Trump paid no taxes for 10 or 15 years, and then he's flexing his muscle, beating his chest, posing next to a stall 
tall sack of papers with the caption on a picture that says, signing a recent tax return. Isn't this ridiculous? I don't know if you remember that picture. I don't know if, I, I, yeah, I remember, I remember that. For a while. You remember that? We'll put it on our website. Corner, remind me. I'll put that on our website if we didn't already. Um, yeah. President <laughs> Trump is denying the New York Times report, calling it fake news. But then again, he he calls every report against him fake. He he fires everybody who disagrees with him, and says that they are no good. Calls them names. Um, what I want to do, I think, at this point in the show is play um, Carl Bernstein's comments. You know, Carl Bernstein of Woodward Bernstein of the Nixon, Watergate, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he went on – he's also CNN, fake news, uh, commentator, right? Fake news, don't, don't believe what I, they I say. Wonder, nothing, I wonder nothing. if PBS is fake news. Is that considered fake news, Tom? If, if they say anything against Trump, it's fake, of course. Okay. Of course. So Big Bird um, is fake. <laughs> and, and folks, again – you know we're beating a dead horse here, and and I've said this to people offline. I've said it in my email. I've commented and responded to posts on Facebook, to our own emails and texts here at the show. Um, you know, wow, it sounds like we're all Biden, 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 and I wish it weren't that way. But and I've said this before on the show. I'm saying it now. I will say it again. That we base our opinions, what we talk about, what we play for you, the audio clips that we have, and we have a lot of fun with some of them too, and I hope that you get as many chuckles out of them as we do, putting them together. But anyway, um, based on the facts that we check, we don't just talk about it. Do we read headlines? Do we analyze the headlines? Do we dive into the news? Yes, we do. But in our opinion, after doing that, Trump is the most dangerous president this country has ever seen. I don't care what party he's with. It's not Democrat versus Republican. It's this man in the White House and his dismaying to us is, is the followers. And I, want, I have a comment about that as well. But first, I want to get back to what we were talking about earlier here, and that is the, the comments made um, by Carl Bernstein regarding what we were just talking about, and that is Trump's taxes. Listen in. Clip number one here. Here we go. This is really the smoking gun of a pervasively criminal presidency. Uh, We have a president of the United States who is a grifter. His family are grifters. And this is the definitive evidence of it. But more grievous and grotesque and dangerous are the national security implications of uh, the New York Times report. I think you have to go back to a statement by Eric Trump a while back that said, well, the son of the president, well, we don't rely on American banks. We have all the funding we need out of Russia. This once again points to the president's foreign entanglements for his own political purposes and his own financial good. This is an unraveling that we now need to do in the press and the Congress of the United States to find out just how great a national security threat to this country, our president is, particularly in his dealings with Putin, with Erdogan of Turkey. What this report in the Times shows is the pervasive uh, ability of these countries to hold the president up. And as a former national security director, um, pardon me, director of national intelligence, Dan Coates said recently, he believes that Putin has something on Trump. And we need to follow all of these leads now to see where it really takes us. Follow the money, follow the lies. And every attempt that we've made to follow the money has been stalled by Donald Trump and his his team. Um, That's pretty scary for our country. That's pretty scary. It it is. It is. Uh, New York has been successful in obtaining uh, these taxes for uh, an investigation they they are doing. The, at the U.S. Attorney's Office level uh, regarding tax fraud by the Trump Organization. Um, Trump owes a lot of money, and it's uh, pretty darn unclear as to whom he owes that money to. The Times report kind of just shattered something that had already been tarnished, which was Trump's, Trump's image as a successful businessman, billionaire, Tycoon. And we heard Bernstein use the word criminal. Mm. So, you know, 
and Trump has been referred to as a as a con man, as a salesman, as a snake oil salesman. But let's I think what we should do is is turn back to Carl Bernstein now and uh here is his him elaborate on that just a little bit more. Well, there's certainly implications of tax fraud to be, to begin with uh, that needs to be looked at and, and will be looked at. But again, the question of what other obligations does he have? For instance, he has put up people in his hotels from these foreign countries. The sources of his income are unknown, but they have to do with favors he has possibly granted to foreign entities. That's suggested time and again in the uh, New York Times report. This president needs to be thoroughly investigated in terms of how the United States has or may have been compromised by his actions, his selfishness, his putting his own interests, financial in front of the interest of the United States. What this report proves beyond a doubt is what we have been reporting a long time, and that is he did not expect to win the 2016 election, that he wanted to improve his financial condition. He was underwater. That's what we see here. It has been a house of cards, his, the Trump organization, uh, and, and he is hundreds of millions of do, uh, dollars in debt that he now must find a way to come up with this money. How can we have a president of the United States with these kinds of obligations? And it is time for Republicans, especially in Congress, to say, wait a minute, we, we, we need to look at this. We can't blindly endorse this man uh, with what we now know about his tax situation, about how he may have compromised our national security. This is a grievous, grievous, dangerous moment because of what is revealed. Andy, I don't really get it. <laughs> I don't get it. You're supposed to uh, report all your type of income, you know, your taxes, your income, and that's the American way, isn't it? Yeah, but here's the, let's look. There's a couple. If you recall during the Hillary Clinton presidential debate, when Hillary brought up the fact that Donald Trump wasn't paying any taxes, that he, he maneuvered the system to avoid taxes and Donald Trump came back and said that's because I'm smart quote unquote um and and here's here's a fact of the matter and I've owned you know we've discussed this you you know my background and my history of I've owned businesses I've done done rather well yeah. in some of them until the crash and you know I, I play guitar and that's a business and, and oh, you do very well with the Andy and Amanda show so yeah know, Andy and Amanda show so, yeah that's so so I I've done well as a business owner and I've had employees I've signed many 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 a paycheck um, and I will say this that I've taken a tremendous amount of write-offs in my business to reduce my tax burden because that the system is there the tax code is written for business owners to be able to do that now I didn't cheat you know and there's a distinction there some people hide and they and they cheat and they lie I made this much but let's say I only made this much I spent this much but let's say I only spent this much so I spent you know whatever it might be um and you know there's a, so as a business more owner back. yeah exactly so or pay nothing yes you know, or pay nothing uh, uh, as a result now business taxes are significantly higher than your personal taxes I mean the, the uncle Sam you know, and Cornell, you and I have talked about this. Um, I remember even one time when he, he, had he takes 95 <laughs> percent. <laughs> you know, we, we, we talked about this, um, you know, a few weeks ago. We we're just, you know, offline. We we're we we're, you know, saying that, you know, hey, um, there's it costs a lot of money to have employees work for you. You your withholding tax is matching plus 15 percent. So in other words, for every person you hire, you know, when you get that withholding, you know, you, out of your paycheck, your employer pays the same amount plus 15% over that, whatever that number is, and and multiply that times however many employees. A small business might have two or three. A large, oh my God. A, a large business can have 20 or 30,000 or more employees, um, yeah. right? So imagine that 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 burden. Wow. J- that's just on withholding tax. Now, companies also – pay into health plans and pensions and all these other things. It is damn expensive to own a business and the tax code. And, but yet, you know, the opportunity is there for you to go out and, 
and own this business, make a profit, pay all your expenses, pay all your employees, pay all your contractors, pay all your rents, pay all your leases, pay all your taxes, and still hopefully do real well at the end of it. And the government doesn't make that easy. And, and some of my Republican friends, when we talk about finances and being frugal and so forth, say, Andy, you sound more Republican than any Republican I know. And, and, and I don't think it's a matter of being Republican or Democrat. I think it's a matter of, of, of reorganizing the tax code, which Bernie Sanders has talked about doing. So more people have more opportunity and the people who make the multi, multi millions of billions of dollars pay a little bit more in tax so that the people who are trying to do what I just described have more of an opportunity. How they have more of an opportunity through education, through better housing, through better um, counseling and coaching services available to them and so forth. Better so, health. Better health, exactly. Key, key, key. Obamacare, which I, I hate to call it Obamacare. It's called the Affordable Care Act. That's what it's called. Uh, and we'll talk about that later. But um, you're right, uh, Cornell, right on. And that's huge. That's huge. Uh, so anyway, getting back to, to this, um, his tax situation, you know, he, he's making assumptions and he's making claims that all these other people are, are paying, um, you know, very little tax and he's paying a lot of tax. And, and he's this incredibly brilliant billionaire who's done so well in the meantime – since 2009, he's accumulated $480 million in debt. We don't know exactly to whom. I hope that services. But, but that is going to catch up with him. And, and somehow he's going to squiggle and worm his way out of that. We don't know. It's going to come due. He owes $480 million reportedly, as, said, as quoted by the New York Times. Um, oh, my gosh. Now, he, he's cu- accusing the New York Times of illegally obtaining that information and only having bad intent. They're after him. They're gonna, you know, they're they're part of the leftist movement. The New York Times is gonna do whatever they can to, to to smear him and create the news against him. Well, here's where this is, folks. And think about it for a minute. If something is fake news, then there wouldn't be something to be illegally obtained. Am I Nobody correct? wouldn't talk about it. <laughs> Who, now, why would I have to attain obtain something? If it's fake news, I can just make it up. Yeah. Am I right? Okay. So, again, he claimed that the New York Times article uh, of the tax returns were legally obtained, and it was legal information that should have never been released to the New York Times. However, actually, it was not illegal. It was done L-E-G-A. It was done legally. Um, So if it was fake, then there wouldn't be anything to have to be obtained at all. Yes. So we should mention, and this is important, that this was not illegally obtained. And the New York Times is very, very, very clear about that. Let's go back now to uh, – to, let's just play one more. I've got several here. Let's play one more Carl Bernstein clip regarding the conduct of the press as we just uh, spoke about. Let's go. He's always tried to make the conduct of the press the issue instead of his own conduct, and here he's doing it once again. Uh, But the fact remains, the New York Times has done a remarkable public service by simply putting these returns and what they say out there. Uh, How they came by them is not the issue here. Uh, They say in their story that it came from people with legal LEGAL access to them. That's not the issue. The issue is Donald Trump and whether or not he has compromised the American people once again for his own financial gain and for his grifter family. This is, this is something unprecedented in our history. A president of the United States with all of these conflicts of interest who has not paid his taxes, has not revealed his taxes, and yet we see now that these taxes are the key to understanding his whole presidency. That's what this is. We now have a template to put over all of his actions as president of the United States. And that template is what is in these tax returns. And we need to know what do those actions as president look like? What are those phone calls? I gave her, did a report about eight weeks ago about the president's phone calls with Putin, with Erdogan, with other authoritarian leaders, all all of them in places where he has financial interests. So now we've got a lot to go on. And it's time that the Congress of the United States, even at this late moment, not just the voters, 
take a look at the national security implications of this. And even if he leaves office, we still have the problem of a president of the United States with all that national security information uh, who is compromised. That's the problem. He is compromised to foreign entities. These reports and his tax returns certainly indicate. Let him show us how he's not compromised, if that's the case. Wow. Are we clear? Uh, Very clear. Hey, folks, we're up against a break. We'll be right back after this message or these group of messages. We do have C1 on the line. We still have going to play some clips of the uh, of the debate last night, just a little bit here, and we'll get more into that on Friday's show. Our number on the show here at Coast to Coast is 515-605-9888. Please do join the conversation. We'll be right back after these messages. We know the value of trust. We were built on it. Back when the country went west for gold, we were the ones who carried it back east. By steam, by horse, by iron horse. Over the years, we built on that trust. We always found the way. Until we lost it. But that isn't where the story ends. It's where it starts again. With a complete recommitment to you. Fixing what went wrong, making things right, and ending product sales goals for branch bankers. So we can focus on your satisfaction. We're holding ourselves accountable to find and fix issues proactively. Because earning back your trust is our greatest priority. It's a new day at Wells Fargo, but it's a lot like our first day. Wells Fargo, established 1852, reestablished 2018. How to improve your dining room by the Home Depot. New wood floors, new paint on the walls. Sure, you know us for that. But how about a new dining room table, matching chairs, bar stools? How about free and flexible delivery with easy online returns? Now you can explore decor in a whole new way. Save now on furniture. Everything for your home. Everything from HomeDepot.com. How doers get more done. U.S. only valid through September 7th. Limitations apply. For the health and safety of our guests and team members, we're here for you. That means frequently deep cleaning our stores and wiping down carts and baskets after each use. Reserving dedicated shopping hours for our most vulnerable guests, providing masks and gloves to our team members, and offering contactless shopping options through the Target app, like drive-up and same-day delivery. We are here for you now more than ever, and your health and safety is our highest priority. Learn more at Target.com slash a bullseye view. New Dunkin' Refreshers. Vibrant fruit flavors like strawberry dragon fruit and peach passion fruit. B-vitamins and energy from green tea. All under 200 calories. Order ahead via the Dunkin' app for a contactless way to order, pay, and pick up in the drive-thru. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Dear Mainland, aloha. My brother and I know all about your to-do list, but have you also considered making a to-don't list? Like don't forget hang time with your ohana. Don't forget to step outside every now and then. And don't forget the big wave golden ale. So maybe you make a to-don't list today, yeah? Put it on your to-do list. Good one, brother. One life, right? Mahal, Longboard Island Lager and big wave golden ale from Kona Brewing. Both great beers. Both great beers. Yes. Uh, yes. I happen, I'm not, I, do, I do not have one right now. I I'm usually have one right you know, in my hand as we're doing the show, and uh, I don't now, but uh, I will well, right after the show. Andy, what kind do you usually drink? I, I get um, the variety pack. It's a twelve pack with the uh, with the Indian Indian Pale Ale, the Lager, and I forget what the other one is. Um, there's three, and uh, I just grab whatever one. I don't even look. I go into the refrigerator. I grab a beer and whatever. It is. They're all great. They're all great. Yeah. You can't go wrong, folks. Look at look for Kona beer at your local beer distributor. If they don't have it, if there's a total wine store near you, they do carry it. If your distributor does not have Kona beer, tell them to go get it. Hey, folks, That's we have right. C1 on the line. C1, you with us? He's calling from Pennsylvania. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Hey, All C1, right, how you doing? All right, what's going on? Maintain it. Thank you. You know, we're hanging in here on the Coast to Coast show. And again, like C1 did, folks, you can call in on 515-605-9888. C1, did you watch the debate last night? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet, I bet, I bet you, 
C1 has been – we love the guy. He's been a loyal caller. Yeah. We know he's a, a loyal Trump fan. We don't hold that against him. We, we do know that whatever we say and however we say it on the show, he, neither one of us will ever change how we feel about it. So we're both okay with it. We, we know it's all right. But we, we need to – C1 has called the, into the show numerous times, and we appreciate it, and we value his opinion Thank and you. his thoughts. Thank you, C1. No doubt. Thank you, guys. Yeah. So, uh, see what, as I told you offline here, um, as I mentioned to you, what interests me also, of course, your, your political views and opinions do as well. But um, your line of work, you, you are in the movie and film production business, am I right? Yes. Tell us how that is happening now, given the corona. Have you seen coronavirus? Is it, you know, we, we talked about on the show, like how is, and we've had some other folks on in, in similar lines of work. Uh, about how that is affecting what you guys do, you know, in production and filming and sets and, and casting and commercial production and TV production and so forth. How's, how's that going? Uh, for me, it's, it's very annoying. Um, just a lot of the, the rules that I, in, in my brain, my opinion, just a bunch mm-hmm. of made up rules. Everybody's just making it up as they go along. Uh, like they they understand what they're doing uh, the social distance rule of some people okay with math some people don't care about it it's just it's just annoying um yeah i look forward to when we can get back to normal and just have a normal set have a normal uh uh casting um just regular stuff it just it's it's in the way of production so see one thing that they you saying that they acting, excuse me, that you think they all acting just because of the situation? I think, uh, uh, well, I've noticed some, like, they really believe it. They really believe, and, and they adhere to all of the guidelines. Uh, some people are acting. They're just doing it to make sure that they, you know, aren't the, aren't the oddball. Um, like that's, that's, it is what it is, pretty much. Like but I, I spoke it's with that. It's very annoying. Some of my, uh, I've got a really, really, very dear friend, a good friend. We were business partners, uh, former Democrat, now Trump follower, um, a business partner. We, we've made, you know, we've done millions of dollars of business together actually over the years, and uh, mm-hmm. who's a avid, avid Trump person. I am not, as you know, that's not a secret. Um, but right. she, uh, she, she, she still calls me. She still thinks I'm more conservative Republican than any other Republican she knows. And I just talked about that earlier on the show. But anyway, aside from that, um, what's, and I'm a former uh, Pennsylvania resident, born and raised. And what she was informing me the other day is that, uh, that Wolf, the governor there, has just made it almost it, it beyond impossible. For example, she, she laid out a scenario where you can go into a bar, order a drink, but if that drink does not include a meal, you can't go into the bar. Yeah, it's just like a bunch of just goofy, just uh, uh, goofy made-up rules from one place to the next place. Like, where? How's that happen? Like, what? The, uh, what? You can go <laughs> in Walmart, but you can't go to school. Yeah. What's? Well, I, I, yeah. I, right. Right. They well, try to pay candy. They kind of pay their rent. That's all. They charge you so yeah. much money. Cause I went to a bar and it, yeah. um, I got a draft and they charged me like ten dollars. I was like, okay, um, a couple months ago it only was four dollars. They're just trying to pay their rent or mortgage. But you can go into a bar and get a draft. I heard that you you can't get a draft unless you get a meal with it. Yeah, now, but because they're trying to pay their mortgage, they probably trying to pay their rent or something. So they probably charge you like twenty to twenty five dollars <laughs> just for that. Jeez, here in California, restaurants are opening to some capacity. I'm not sure what it is. But what they've done here, um, which has been amazing, a lot of the places have increased their outdoor. If, you know, we're outdoors here almost 12 months a year, really. I mean, it gets a little too chilly in February, but, but it's, you know, I'm in Southern California. And outdoor eating is, you know, almost, not quite, but almost year round. And what some of these restaurants have done is expanded their patio capacity incredibly. And they've done a great job. I mean, you walk, you know, so they come out into the streets. They've taken half a block over it, so they have tables on the streets, and they put up the cement barricades, you know. Um, so they, yeah, they're so doing the that in Philly too. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of neat to, to see they, you know, wow, we're going to get around this thing. We're going to do this thing, and it's it's great to see. I had my first meal out 
uh, down off, right up the Pacific Coast Highway in Santa Barbara on what night was that? Saturday night. The first, and we were just cruising around, my wife and I, and we just drove around the hills and, you know, Pacific Palisades, just cruising around. And we were going to go to Westwood, but we were so close to Santa Monica Beach that we said, hey, let's just head down there. We just want to go for a ride in my Tesla and um, uh, on autopilot. And <laughs> so uh, we ended up. <laughs> Doesn't everyone? <laughs> had to mention that. Just had to mention that. But anyway, um, so we, um, we ended up at this restaurant, which I'd give a plug to if I remember their name, but it was incredible. But the point is that it's the first time that we were out since my daughter's birthday in March. I'd not been to a restaurant since March. And boy, was that amazing. And I, I, I don't eat a lot of red meat. And man, that hamburger was just amazing. But, <laughs> so, but anyway, it was great to get out again. And I decided, you know, I want to go out more. You know, I, I can do it. You know, you know I mean, I'm, 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 I'm in the studio. I'm home. I'm, I'm watch, literally, literally watching the grass grow and planting more seed. Literally. Like, I'm not saying that just, what are you doing watching the grass grow? I, I watch the grass grow. This ain't no joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and to get out um, is uh, wow. And I'm going to do more of it. I mean, I, you know, I'm passing these little shops, these little restaurants, little little mom and pop shops, like you were saying. I'm, I'm going to start visiting these mom and pop shops and give them some business, yeah. like get some burritos or whatever else, you know. But, yeah. Uh, hey, yep. You got to get out. You got to you got to smell fresh air. You got to smell the roses. You really do, because there is more to no, life. You know. If, yeah. How long? You how long you? you, you uh, 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 huh? Yeah, you're right. I agree with you. Go ahead. I was going to say you 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 take a risk every time you jump in your car and drive. You could crash. You could this could be your last drive ever. But guess what? You get up and you do it every day. Like, yeah. So That's you true. know we gotta we gotta stop this uh, tending that we're you know that we're we're being so safe and come on you could six million ways to die. Choose one. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you do what it, you're in film production? Like, what do you do? Are you do you uh, are you on the editing part, the the audio, the I'm video? In, uh, what, what, uh, uh, film, film and editing. I'm behind the camera. What? Oh wow! So do you have your own? You have your own equipment set up and so forth, right? Yeah, I use my own equipment. I do a lot of uh, 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 freelance now at the moment since um since all of this uh. uh COVID stuff has been going on. Wow. Hey, folks, I want to, the reason why I mentioned that is I, I want our listeners to go to this website, Casting Associates, and, and you too see one, castingassociates.co, castingassociates.co, and, and read all of the website, browse all of it, including the disclaimer at the end. That's important. You got to read that disclaimer. Got to do that because I think the website, before you read this. Yep. 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 At, okay. Are you are you are you near a computer? I can you do that now? Uh, no, I'm not near a computer. I, I could do it on my phone. All right, well, whatever. All right, but but the thing is, uh, when I was in Philadelphia, I was in L.A. I I did over 20 television shows as an actor and did some independent films. And I'm not an actor. Well, I shouldn't. If you get paid for it, I guess that's what you are. I don't know, but I don't consider myself an actor. I uh, a lot Andy, of things. Tell him that you was in. Um, I think you was in Creed, and you was in America Horror Story, something like that. Yeah, I was in most of season two. Uh, what was it called? Asylum. I can't believe they ever, ever let me out of there. Actually, but anyway, I did. Uh, <laughs> I, I did a bunch of shows, and doing the pilot of a pr- show that was for Bravo. I think it since got picked up by I don't like misquote here HBO. I think called Silicon Valley. Um, I, I was in the okay. pilot, and, and what happens, they use me for things, and then, like, if there's a TV show, I get a part, it, it cancels within seven episodes, most likely because I'm in it. They did the pilot of, of uh, Silicon Valley, I was in it, the show started, and they didn't call me back. So that's, you know, I play the guitar, you know, I don't blame them, I wouldn't call me either. But anyway, um, I, mm-hmm. I, in actuality, though, I did, I did a lot of shows, you know, and it's kind of cool because I didn't come to L.A. to be an actor. And uh, I was very lucky, I was very fortunate, I just, you know... Uh, it worked out. So anyway, my point being here, I went back to Philly after being here for a couple of years, doing 20-some shows, and my agent called, and they said, hey, they're doing this movie called Creed. Are you still in Philly? I'm like, yeah, they need you. Can you can you, you know, call the casting agency, which I think was Diane Heary at the time, um, and get yourself involved? And one thing led to another, and it was a good winner gig. And here's what happened. When I was on set of a show called Silicon Valley, between takes, and you know this very well, C1 is what you do. It's like you shoot for five or six minutes, then you reset. And before you reset, they make these adjustments that could take a long time. It could take 
15 minutes or it could take hours, and then you do the scene again right. or the next scene. So between those mm-hmm. sets, I'm looking at, you, you know, again, you know more than anybody, all the people involved behind the camera. You have grips and audio techs and video people and people laying out the, the, ca- the track that the camera is on and lighting, and mm-hmm. it, it just, you don't believe it. And then a front a camera, you may have a group of three or four actors that do a few lines, and that's the whole thing, right? So as mm-hmm. I was waiting patiently for the next scene to begin, I had an idea, and that was this. And I'm a fly on the wall. Remember, I am not – I'm a guitar player. You know, that's, I'm like a, I can't believe I'm on a set of a television show. And I'm thinking to myself, all the people that are going to watch the show or see a movie across the country, I wonder how many of them think about how did the people in the show or even who produced the show – how they get to do that with their life. You know, here I am out there doing what I do, and these people are there being actors or producing shows. How they get to – so I thought of this idea. You know, I said the cat – I said, first of all, in my opinion, 70% of what you see on TV is crap, maybe more so. It's all, it's all like the same. You can take one out of, an actor out of one show, put him in the next show, and they kind of all have that same look about them, you know, the same. But anyway, so I was thinking, you know, I pointed the wrong way. The show is what goes on behind the camera. Who are these people? What in their lives enticed them to get here? What do they do when they are here? That's the show. And I thought of this TV pilot called Casting. And I was going to do it in L.A. And then I went to Philly. I'm doing the show Creed. There were times when we had a thousand extras watching these boxing scenes. And you wouldn't believe, you wouldn't believe what the directors and assistant directors had to put up with people who've never been next to a camera, let alone in front of one. And then I thought, you know what? This is what we're going to do. I'm going to make this almost like a reality show. We're going to take people who have never been in front of a TV camera. I want to get them. I want to audition them as actors in a show that examines in like uh, um, Malcolm in the Middle, How I Met Your Mother, Seinfeld, that kind of show. How these? How, we're going to depict the inside workings of how an actor goes from being an extra, or maybe he's never an extra, but how an actor gets to establish a life how does a director work what's the communications like at the agency how do all these people get along and how do they all get put together in a comical in a comical tv show called casting right so look at and the reason why i'm talking to to, uh, to you about this is that we're always I'm, I'm it's been on hiatus now for a while um uh, production issues set issues money issues but we used a guy who's actually pretty good but he used one camera and it was this is like a no budget kind of thing, you know. But it was, a lot of people got involved in the show. We had a lot of backing from the film uh, division of the city of Philadelphia. Uh, Chickies and Pete's gave us their restaurants, other uh, venues, and law offices gave us their facilities to use the sets at no fee. And we had you know 18 cast members, and this thing's really growing. We had a camera guy who had another full time day gig with one camera. So every time we shot a, a scene, it was like we had to shoot it 30 million times with the one camera. So we thought, you know. Mm-hmm. We gotta we gotta step this up and get a company involved that can do a two or three camera shoot, get all the scenes, edit this thing, make it professional. Anyway, that's where we are where we are, and I want to talk to you about this at some point after the show. So you see what business opportunities happen from calling into the show, folks. Five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. That's actually a fly idea. I like that idea. So I want to talk to you about this, and and nothing, and and, and C1 and I, I, mean, I love the guy, and I've said that we don't agree with anything politically. It doesn't matter, you know. He's a great guy. I value his opinion. He comes on the show, talks his mind, and you gotta respect him for it, man. It's great. And who cares? The politics don't matter. We're, we we both have the same outlook on living life. That's what it's all about. You know what I mean? That's no, what it's uh, about. Put it put it this way, Andy. Even on a football team, in in a football game, there's two sides. We can't play ourselves. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yep. there's, there's there's two sides. You know, there's 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 the Packers and the the Bears. Yeah. Like that's right. You know, and there's two cheering sections. So that's we're right. all going to go home at the end of the day, and guess what? We're going to come back and play next Sunday. That's it's, right. That's right. It's not that deep. We all can't be on the same team, or else there's no game. <laughs> You're so right. That's being said. Let's listen to Sean Hannity's highlight reel of last night's debate. 
All right, welcome to Hannity. The very first presidential debate is now officially in the books, and the extremely weak, the frail, the confused, kind of angry Joe Biden just got steamrolled by President Trump. Joe flat out refused to answer simple, basic, fundamental questions, unable to respond to the president's beatdowns, and he appeared flustered, irritated, and, uh, well, cranky. Joe, maybe he's past his bedtime, probably stayed up too late, needs his nap. Anyway, we have a lot of live reaction for the full hour. Analysis moments away. Donald Trump Jr. will be here. Sarah Sanders will be here. Dan Bongino, Judge uh, Janine will also join us. Ari Fleischer uh, will join us as well. But first, let's start with Joe Biden, who once again refused to answer a simple, basic, fundamental question. Would he support packing the United States Supreme Court? He refuses to answer. Take a look. Are you willing to tell the American people tonight whether or not you will support either ending the filibuster or packing the court? Whatever position I take on that, that'll become the issue. The issue is the American people should speak. You should go out and vote. You're in voting now. Vote and let your senators know how you strongly you feel. Let, vote now. You pack Make court? sure you, in fact, let people know you're a senator. I'm not going to answer the question. Why because, would you answer that because question? Because the you question is, the question is, the radical question, left. Will you who shut is up, your, man. Listen, who is on your list, Joe? This Who's is on your so right. Gentlemen, this I think we have ended this segment. We're going to move on to the second segment. That was really a productive segment, wasn't it? Shut up, Joe. Oh, he's running for president also. Uh, Joe won't answer a pivotal, important question on whether or not he planned to destroy the U.S. Supreme Court with an illicit practice known as court packing. Pretty much of a pathetic simple question. Why couldn't he answer? Tonight, Joe wasn't just refusing to answer basic, simple questions. At times, he could barely form a sentence. There were many, um, well, struggling moments. Take a look. 20, the 200 million, the 200,000 people that have died on his watch, how many of those have survived? Well, there's 7 million people that contracted COVID. He puts pressure and disagrees with his own scientists. But you're saying Everybody you can't, or, or Senator and, Harris is saying no, you can't trust the scientists. No, well, no, no, you can't trust the scientists. He didn't, she didn't say that. You can't she, trust She the, said the public health experts, quote, will be muzzled, will yes. be suppressed. Well, that's what he's going to try to do. The way to open businesses is give them the wherewithal to be able to open. We provided money. The Congress but I was asking you, sir, about masks. Well, masks, masks make a big difference. Billionaires have, raised, have made another $300 billion because of his profligate tax uh, uh, proposal, and he only focused on the market. You have 19 company, uh, 91 companies, federal, I mean, and the Fortune 500, who don't pay a single penny in tax. Don't well, do but here's it. With you, ahead, you the, the, wait a minute. You get the final word, Mr. Well, it's hard to get any word in with this clown. Excuse me. This, hey, hey this let me person. just say to now, it's no wonder that Joe did, well, so little to improve the country. He's been nearly five decades in the swamp, the sewer that we call Washington, D.C., as the president pointed out, also numerous times tonight. Let's take a look. You know, I've done more in, in 47 months. I've done more than you've done in 47 years, Joe. We've done things that you never even thought of doing. Okay. Trade deficit China with ate Mexico. Your lunch, All right, gentlemen, in, in, China in, ate your lunch, uh, Joe. And no wonder okay. your son goes in and he takes out, he takes out billions uh, of dollars, takes out billions of dollars to manage. He makes millions of dollars. And also, while we're at true. it, why is it, just out of curiosity, the mayor of Moscow's wife gave your son three and a half million dollars. What did he true. do to deserve it? Will the mob, the media, will they ever fact-check Joe? Let's see. Now, Tuesday, November 3rd, that is 34 days away. So much is at stake for this country. Joe Biden, card-carrying member of the sewer, the swamp, and he has been in Washington nearly 50 years with nothing to show for it but a growing a bank account for his entire family. Now, Joe, well, he's made a deal with the radical left. And in spite of his denial tonight, he did go along with the manifesto of Bolshevik Bernie, if elected. Well, he might enter the Oval Office, but... Okay, enough. Um, Sean Hannity, Fox Television. Uh, C1, I, I, I'm sure you appreciated everything that he said and heard. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Sean on that one. We're going to play I, some more, and, and what... We, what we did do, so you know, because we're running mm, not enough time, but what we'll do is we'll 
Let's see, we're not doing a show uh, Thursday. We're off Thursday, right, uh, Cornell? Yes, we're off Thursday. Uh, we would like to see one if it's possible. You want to come back on Friday if you're not doing anything? Well, yeah, what we're going to do, though, Friday, fr- Friday is uh, is we're just going to play some other – I'm going to play another highlight, uh, some more highlights now. But uh, what our audience needs to know is that they know that we're very much into fact-checking, and we fact-check and, and can – can swear by and fact check and have the data to back it up many, many, many lies that were spewed from Donald Trump from the beginning of the debate. And all fairness, in all fairness, Joe Biden also was inaccurate because we fact checked him too. We did. It's been a lot of time doing it, folks. Um, Donald Trump was just outright lies. Uh, what Joe Biden did is he was inaccurate in several of the figures that he spoke of. When talking about something factual, he'd say a fact and then back it up with a number. Uh, number's wrong. That ain't right. It's, you're making it much worse than it actually was, uh, basically having to do with the, uh, with the economy. Um, but anyway, we're, we're going to do that on Friday. We're going we're gonna to go over item by item, maybe not all of them, but a lot of the, of the facts behind the debate on Friday's show. What I'm going to do right now is um, play some more highlights of the debate. Very interesting. Take a listen job that we did. You don't have it in your blood. You could have never done that job. I know how to do the job. I know how to get the job Well, you done. didn't do very well in swine flu. H1N1, you were a disaster. Your own chief 14, said you were a disaster. 14,000 people died, not 200,000. There was a no economic one, recession. Like, sir, you made a, there was, right now, there was no recession. Disease, you made a point. Let him answer it. And there was no one. There was no, we didn't shut down the economy. This is his economy that's being he shut down. Are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups sure. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland? Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, do it? Well, I, go would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing. Not from the right wing. So what are you, what are you, you look, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and right like me to condemn? White proud supremacists and right proud boys. boys. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left. You should go out and vote. You're in voting now. Vote and let your senators know how you strongly you feel. Let, vote now. Are you pack the Make court? sure you, in fact, let people know you're a senator. I'm not going to answer the question. Why because, would you answer that because question? Because the you question is, the question Supreme is, Court, Justice, the radical question, left, would you shut up, your, man? Listen. Is it true that you paid $750 in federal income taxes each of those two years? I paid millions of dollars in taxes, millions of dollars of income tax. And let me just tell you, there was a story in one of the papers. I paid, I paid $38 million one year. I paid $27 million Show us your one tax year. returns. I went. Uh, you'll see it as soon as it's finished. You'll see it. I'm you go urging first. my supporters to go into the polls and watch very carefully because that's what has to happen. I am urging them to do it. As you know, today there was a big problem. In Philadelphia, they went in to watch. They were called poll watchers, a very safe, very nice thing. They were thrown out. They weren't allowed to watch. You know why? Because bad things happen in Philadelphia, bad things. And I am urging... I am urging my people. I hope it's going to be a fair election. If it's a fair election, I am 100% on board. But if I see tens of thousands of ballots being manipulated, I can't go along with that. Show up and vote. You will determine the outcome of this election. Vote, vote, vote. If you're able to vote early in your state, vote early. If you're able to vote in person, vote in person. Vote whatever way is the best way for you, because you will. He cannot stop you from being able to determine the outcome of this election. President Trump, Vice President Biden, it's been an interesting hour and a half. Oh, I stood all I can stand, and I can't stand no more. God, unfortunately, doing what I do here at the show, I've got to listen to more and more and more and more of this. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, it wasn't a debate. It was a debacle. Uh, unbelievable. And, and, you know, I've never in 40 years and I've seen many, many debates. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not old, but I'm not young. <laughs> and well, I don't think I'm old. Maybe I am. Anyway, I, I've seen many, many, many debates. And in 40 years of debates, uh, I've never never witnessed anything like what we saw last night. It was just, just unbelievable. Just unbelievable. But 
you know, so so be it. And and you know, after the debate, we were wondering: Is Biden going to show up for another one after after being bullied like that on stage for an hour and a half, and after being interrupted and yelled at? And 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 Trump came in as the moderator. Even even Chris Wallace was intimidated by Donald Trump, uh, which was depicted by uh, Chris Wallace referring to Donald Trump and saying, "Now, oh, I've got a I've got a question you might like. Here's a question you'll like." Here's a question you'll like. Like, what are you afraid of the guy? What? What? Anyway, I thought Chris Wallace did a very poor job myself in handling and managing that debacle that occurred in the stage in front of them. But um, yeah, un- unbelievable, unbelievable, unreal. Hey, um, C1. Yeah. Got a question? You still with this? I got a question for you. Unrelated to unrelated to politics, sports. My Eagles. How they doing? I have no idea. <laughs> Nobody knows. I feel the same way. Uh, it's funny. I've been, I've been, you know, here in California. I'm liking the Rams. They seem to be doing a pretty good job. It's taken me a long time to to kind of take in a new, you know, a new region is and uh, the hometown teams. When I'm born and raised, you know, bleeding Eagle Green. You know, my favorite song was Fly Eagles Fly. Um, so, so oh, here I am in when they're when they're in the championship, when they're in the big game. I don't watch sports like uh, basketball and and football like that too much. Um, yeah, I just watch the big game. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way in basketball and I guess baseball really. Uh, this base, I don't even know who's in the playoffs. I think the I think the baseball playoffs are happening. I don't even know. Uh, I don't even know who's in them. The Dodgers might be in them. I, I don't know. But um, I, there were 60 baseball games this year. There was normally 160 games. And uh, that's just – I can't follow the baseball season. I don't know how, how many do. But I only follow baseball during the um, playoffs as well, and, and, and basketball only if my hometown team is in the playoffs. So that's just, exactly. you know, you know. Philadelphia is involved, then I'll pay attention. Hey, C1, thank you for joining us on the show. Uh, yeah. Anytime, you're, you're welcome to join us, and I want to talk to you. Uh, we have your number here. I want to give you a call or talk to you about this uh, casting show idea. And, and again, I'm going to plug that website for folks for this uh, pilot. I'm not sure when it's come to fruition. Maybe C1 will help in that. And, and when, you, when you do see it, you'll say, God, I, remember, I heard this conversation on the radio. These guys put it together. Anyway, it's castingassociates.co. Uh, and also, um, give us a call anytime, 515-605-9888. Let us know what your ideas and thoughts are. You can also text the show um, at uh, Blog Talk Radio. That's the Coast to Coast show. We want to, again, wish Amanda Love a very happy uh, birthday. If, if, she's, uh, if she's listening to the show, all I can say happy is she shouldn't. Exactly. Thank you. Yes. Uh, happy birthday. <laughs> and uh, so we'll be back on Friday, and I want to wish everybody a happy Thursday. We're going to have a, a day off here. Um, yeah. in production and we'll be joining you again Friday at 5 o'clock Pacific time for some more fun, some ideas, some thoughts and opinions. Uh, folks, we do get emails. We do get some of your information and we are on Instagram. Thanks to Cornell, our producer, putting this sure. and getting yeah. this out there. Oh, and Facebook. Amanda show. Sorry about that. Andy. Is that Andy and Amanda show? Andy and Amanda show. And that's our, um, that's our Instagram. I got to be more, um, Literate when it comes to social media, I don't know anything yeah. about this stuff. Yeah. It's the it's the Andy and Amanda show. Yep, uh, Andy and Amanda. And as we wrap the show up, I want to tell our podcast audience, which really is the majority of our audience, um, to listen in because the last few uh, episodes that we've been putting on the podcast, not on the live show, uh, at Cornell's recommendation, and, I, and it's been fun. Um, I put an Andy Kimball song on at the end of the show from one of my two recent CDs. And uh, and Cornell, thanks for that idea. It's been a lot of fun. I hope it does something. Okay. We'll see. Because I'm not playing any live I'm not playing any live gigs, which is why I guess part of the reason why I have time to do this show, which I'm also enjoying. But, <laughs> but You're very welcome, man. You're very welcome. You know, you're very talented man, so why not? Pre- Appreciate it. So, folks, on the podcast, listen in. I'm much sitting here. I don't know what song it's going to be, but we're going to put an Andy Kimball song. Uh, your guess your guess is as good as mine 
and uh, and we'll see. <laughs> so uh, thanks for tuning in, folks, and uh, we'll see you on Friday uh, on the Coast to Coast show. Take care now. All the best, and thanks again to C1 for joining us. Thanks, C1. All right, thanks. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.